to Reno Radio. I'm your host, Naomi Finlay, and I'm Australia's real renovation expert. This podcast will give you real advice for renovating, selling your property, or styling your home so you can create beautiful, healthy, and wealthy spaces too. Renovating does not have to be hard. In fact, it can be one of the most rewarding things you ever do. So join me and my impressive list of guests each week for plenty of feel-good inspiration and real renovation advice. This is Renault Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Renault Radio. And I have a guest very dear to my heart with us today. Um, quite a phenomenal woman that I had the pleasure of meeting when I filmed Changing Rooms. And it is the amazing Jane Thompson from Downey Thompson Interiors. So welcome, Jane, and thank you so much for being here today. Hello, Naomi. And darling, it's such a pleasure to chat to you. Um, you know, we, we have this uh, mutual admiration society going on. We do, don't we? <laughs> I think you're amazing. Oh, my God. And thank you. That's very, very kind. But we did have the pleasure of filming Changing Rooms together. And although we were on opposite cycles, so to speak, so we didn't actually get to work together, I think there was this outrageous bond set in sweat, broken nails, blood and dirt between us. Absolutely. My God, wasn't that just amazing? I mean, the amount of work that we did for that show, I don't think people realise what work actually goes into those kind of shows. And, and I think we were a little different because we were so hands-on and we just got in there and, you know, we just did it. We were, we were there at, you know, 11 o'clock at night painting walls. We were, oh. <laughs> we were fattening. We were doing all sorts of things. And oh, it is so I did, true. I did hear little Birdie tell me that uh, they thought that you were the hardest worker. Oh, well, that's very kind. <laughs> I nearly spat from me, of course. Yeah. Apart from you, well, that's very kind. I take um. Well, we all know that I love a work site, and um, just like you, I took the ownership of making sure that that ship came into sail very personally. Um, for oh, me, just like you, it wasn't a TV show; it was someone's home. Um, and, you know, and that that means a lot to me that we're entrusted with people's homes. And um, so, I, yes, I well, I did similar to you. And you know what? That's the reason that I did changing rooms is because it was real renovation, real budgets, real timelines, Correct. real work. There was no army that swept me off my feet and gave me a manicure and did my makeup. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you can see that, can't you? Oh, my gosh, I saw some of the footage. I'm like, you needed someone to sort you out, Naomi. You are so sweaty and gross. <laughs> No, no, listen, I, I, I have seen quite a few of your, your shows, um, your episodes, and darling, you look, you look fabulous. You just, like, you know, like me, we were just working damn hard. We got, <laughs> we got a bit of dirt under, as you said, a bit of dirt under our nails. We were stressed. Oh, my yes. God. The yes, the stress was pretty horrible. But it was good stress because, you know what, we were doing some fantastic stuff for these delightful people that had no idea. <laughs> and they also didn't have the resources. So that no. was, it was, I actually, um, I, in one of the apps, you know, I was quite emotional and it's because it was, 
you know, it was really cool. It was just like the tagline. It was changing lives. And, you know, that's um, for us traditional down-to-earth chicks, Jane, that was, oh, no. that was, really, that was really cool. Really cool. But I want to talk about you now because you, outside of changing rooms, you have a whole life unto itself in the Downey Thompson interior design and styling divas. So um, just for those who haven't met you before or haven't looked into you, can you just give us a brief overview of that? Yeah, of course, I'd love to. Look, I um, started my, my practice in 1990, which is, you know, nearly 30 years ago. I mean, God, that's a lifetime ago. <laughs> for some. You know, so I, I, I was around when God was a boy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> believe in that stuff, but yeah. So I, I've been around a hell of a long time. I mean, I was just thinking about it the other day, and boy, has that gone quickly. But um, and the changes I've seen in the industry, and you know, just just about interior design and styling is is just huge. I started um, my other little offshoot called Styling Divas. Actually, that was only that was only last year, um, and that came about because I saw there was there was a big gap in the market. Um, I'm not I'm not a person that owns my own furniture. Yep. So what I do so is... Styling Divas is a property styling arm of your business. Yeah, yes, it is. Yep. It is my property styling arm. But there is a there is a need for a super top end. Yeah. And there's a need for the really um, low end where people can't afford to, to, you know, to possibly spend, you know, four to 5000 on on a style. So I come in. So I do the top and lower end, which works out really, really well. And it's just delightful because, you know, as I said, you know, we're talking about changing rooms at... People just don't have the budget. They don't have the means. And it's amazing what a, what a zhuzh coming through for four hours in, in, a, in a home that, you know, is, is probably a little bit lacklustre and just doing tricks and, and things that I've learned over the last 30 years and in implementing it in, in, a, in a... And it just makes such a difference. And, okay, they don't have amazing furniture, but it's just obviously is taking out stuff. Yeah, and a lot better than what they would have had. Oh, absolutely. And it just makes sense. So, you know, so that's what I've done, darling. Um, and um, I've loved every minute of it. I was about to ask that. That, might, that was going to be my next question. What, mm. what, what arm do you love more? Or do you see them as really different, the interior design arm and the property styling arm? Okay. So, look, I love both. I love, I love the property styling because it's instantaneous. You go in there, you do it. You're out and you can see instant results. Sorry, I just had an email coming. It's immediate gratification, isn't it? Immediate gratification. It's immediate gratification. Whereas where with uh, Downey Thompson, I could be, normally I have two large renovations that I complete for clients a year and then smaller design jobs in between. But those jobs can sometimes, those projects can sometimes go on for two years. Absolutely. So, you know, you kind of... You, you get you kind of get lost in the process so and you're dying to see this you know what, what you believe is going to be an amazing amazing project finalized but you know what it's a long time coming so you can get a little what's the word you can get a little stale stale, stale and you just go come on project <laughs> whip whip come on just get moving but you know obviously these things take time. So I, I guess for instant gratification, 
the, um, the Styling Divas or the Styling, properly styling part is, is something that's fabulous and that keeps you going. But then, you know, when a project actually comes to fruition after two years or 18 months, you just look back on it and go, wow. What a journey and what an experience. What a journey. What a journey that was. So, you know, they've both, they've both got their, their, their pluses and minuses. But, um, yeah, the instant gratification is really cool. Love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And you know what's, what's also a really interesting point? And you would see um, being in having some large-scale projects that go over one or two years, you know, in renovating, which is, you know, which is a large part of my audience, people are always asking me about design trends. Um, and you know how they impact how they don't what their longevity is when you're doing a design project how do you decide what part of a trend you know because realistically we're epically affected in the design industry by our trends because our trends run or, or rule the product that is often available to us you know um, and so how what's what's your take on you know design trends how they impact or don't impact in your decision making Right, interesting question, big question, and there's. Oh, I know to... it's a big cookie. You <laughs> no, know, no, it's I'm great. just going to sit back in my chair, and you can oh, okay. you can take that one away while well, I prattle on. And darling, if I do go off topic, you know me. Um, I'll, I'll reel you in. It's all chat. good. <laughs> um, and I can go on infinitum. Um, but basically, look at, at the top of when I'm when I'm meeting with clients and. You know, we're, we're, we're in a, a trend area at the moment. There, there are lots of trends that are, you know, being bomb, we're being bombarded with. And, and you've got to think at the end of the day, this is for businesses. When, when a trend is, is, is rolled out, you get a lot of businesses jumping on those trends. But, of course, that because they're going to sell that and they want to sell it. And that's fine. But I, I often ask clients, look, why, why are we doing this renovation? What, 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 what's the reason for this? Yep. So I kind of try to get to that. It's a very important thing. And often some people don't really think about it. Sometimes they go, look, I need more space. Sometimes, you know, if you're making more rooms or you're adding on. Um, sometimes people just want to do it because, you know, okay, their look is, is very outdated. Sometimes I get clients that haven't done a a makeover in say 30 years yes so I'm, I extract out of them why they're doing it and that often leads to the outcome you know what we're going to be looking at why why we're, we're selecting or specifying specific items yes so often I, I do say to clients because I, I do worry that people jump on slavishly to a trend yes and my mantra, which I do bring into it, I don't have a style per se, yes. but I do bring into the mantra. My mantra is, you know, eclecticism. So when you, when you have an eclectic or when you look at an eclectic uh, design basis, yes. um, you've always got a little bit of room to move. So obviously when you're doing, you know, you know, high, high um, expense rooms, which are, you know, bathrooms and kitchens, um, I, I normally say to people, look, you know, what's your longevity? How long are you going to be here for? Is this, yes. five, is this for 10 years or is this for 20 years? And often you come up with different formulas for those timeframes. So often I'll say to someone, look, okay, so if you're going to jump in on this and you, you want an on-trend look, 
okay, if you're going to be here five years and you're going to, you're going to sell this property, you're going to flog it and move yeah. on, I say, okay, you know, that's fine. If it's something for a little bit longer, I say, okay, let's look at this. Let's look at this in a classic, sensible way. Yeah. So at the end of 10 years, they're going to have something. I, I prefer to sort of push them to, towards something more classic and pick it up with, you know, cushions, uh, you know, inexpensive artwork, um, perhaps a few chairs that are really, really on trend. So yes. they're going to have a great eclectic classic classic look that, you know, if they come to sell their home in 10 years' time, okay, we might have to paint over a wall or to make it more generic, but that's that's not a huge thing. And so, I, yeah, anyway. I agree. I think it's like yeah. a for longevity, when someone's going to be there long-term, it's mm-hmm. instead of being classic with some trend, I like to think of it as you can give them a longevity look, so a classic look, and that does not mean traditional, classic no, is very no, different no. to traditional, um, but with current elements. And yes. I think that's the point. It's current yeah. elements that can be changed over time. So you choose your elements that have a two-year lifespan, like your cushions, like your lamps. Yeah. And you say, right, well, with those, we'll be as current as you like. Um, and that's another interesting point. You know, I had a, an amazing lunch yesterday with a phenomenal designer um, local to me who I just adore. Um, mm. And she has been in the industry for a really long time. Her and I always, whenever we're having conversations, we giggle that we're like the old women of the industry. <laughs> <out here>. um, <laughs> which is really quite funny. Um, and she's amazing. And she was talking about how, um, and you would attest to this, and it's something that I would encourage anyone to do when you're renovating, is always to start with a master view. Because she, And the reason I bring this up, it's exactly sort of what you're talking about, um, is, you know, we were talking about the concept of when you're putting together a room for when you're renovating your own home it, or, or your house, it's, it's so important to have a master view. Um, oh, you have to. Because Absolutely. otherwise you can, you can have that feeling where you walk from one space to another space. And that does not mean everything needs to match and everything needs to be the same no. colour. No. Um, but there needs to be a master palette, a master theme is a really bad word theme is such a bad word when i think of theme i think of disney um what would be another word jane instead of theme because that's a really bad word you know what you know what that is a bad word but when i went through design school that was thrown at us all the time No, you know look i i I love to see it as a i i always go plan 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 we need to have an overall plan of your fabulous design. So it's you, you, if you don't have a, if, if you don't have a plan, you're kind of planning to fail, aren't you? So yeah. you know because it is without that, without that, that's why we do. That's that's why our processes as designers are, are based on plans. You know, without that as an overview, you, you just can't. You can't do a really good, cohesive, curated design. Now, I think they're two very sexy words. Yeah. I love those two words, cohesive and curated. Because do you know what? As you would have already worked out, Jane, I am totally, some people call me a magpie, some people call me a squirrel, some people call me a pigeon. That I'm like, cuckoo, cuckoo. You know, like, like oh, look, there are acorns over there. I I must have them. Um, I must have them. Um, So, you know, I, and marketing and advertising and Instagram and visual imagery 
is so powerful. And so when new exciting finishes come out, you know, it takes me all my time not to like want to gravitate towards them. And when you are across a one year or a two year project, like the amount of amazing things that will appear during that time. Yeah. Oh correct. my gosh. And some of them absolutely could be incorporated in if they qualify with your overall vision. Whereas right. if you don't have that vision, instead of having like this beautiful flow process, mm-hmm. your process of designing your renovation that you're doing ends up being like to and fro, dart, to and fro, to and fro. Oh, did exactly. I make the right decision? Should exactly. I do this? And that costs money and that costs time. Yeah. And look, I, in my lifespan of, you know, my, my almost 30 years of, of, of doing this job, I have been called into so many of those as a rescue design doctor. Oh, no. Yeah. Honestly, look, I have seen people throw 500,000 or more at a renovation at, and, and they haven't even finished. I get called in and they've already done exactly what you were just talking about they've cherry-picked from this and they're sitting there going oh my god oh darling have you seen this latest thing look I think we're going to swap that out for you know <laughs> we thought about and there you find this this mishmash of dare I say can I say this shit and oh. it's like shit so when you walk in when you walk into the space you know oh. you, you take something in isolation you take one of the, the surfaces that they've actually employed and you think wow that's that's a beautiful tile and then you look over to the right and you see a a splashback that just doesn't make any sense with with that beautiful flooring they've just they've just put in so and what a waste of money what an and also energy so i guess that that leads me to my next question for all those people listening that are wanting to renovate their own homes and are really wanting to have a go at it themselves like they really are truly wanting to have true ownership in the process and they're wanting to have a go what would be the three most key pieces of advice um in the design stage that you would give them okay number one we just talked about the 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 overview and the overall view of what you're doing is to plan you must plan you must have an overall view and 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 i hate this word too but style or or look at Look at what you want to achieve. So that comes in the planning. Yes. Look at and what you want to achieve. Style could be replaced with vibe, look, like, but you know. Look, feel, yes. you know. And atmosphere. Like, to it. Yeah, Stick absolutely. Yeah. Stick to it. That's, that's an interesting element of that whole point, really, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. I'm really rooting down to um, knowing the look and feel that you're after and having the I guess tenacity to stick to it exactly exactly because when you are um you know a mum and dad renovator you don't have what what we have you're not privy to what we see all the time so it's even more important for um mums and dads out there or you know um, young people that are starting out to really have a very good and, and very strict plan about what you're doing. Otherwise, you will fail. Seriously. The second thing is to always be, I guess, really careful about how quickly, and I don't know it sounds stupid, 
But when, you, when you're working out your plan, spend a few weeks on it. Don't just think, oh, I've got to get this done because we're starting in, in this amount of time and it, it's only three weeks away and we've got the builder booked. And you know what? If you don't have this, this set out really properly, spend about, you know what I, I would do? I'd spend about at least a month. On actually, I think that's actually extraordinarily insightful, Jane, because the um, and and so much um, can often, you know, we we have a serious trade shortage in our country, um, and so more often than not, um, I find, I think that's such good advice. I find what can happen is when someone does secure a trade that they like, um, one, they're unaware of the level of detail they'll need to tell their builder. Mm -hmm. You know, like literally, so what profile would you like on your skirts? Mm -hmm. So do you want matte or gloss? Do you want this? Do you want that? You know, do you want recessed door handles? Would you like, you know, all these millions of questions. And I think that sometimes people don't realise the gamut of questions that they're going to, that go into specifying their space. Yeah. Um, and I think also that then means they might leave it to the week before. Because what's naturally, when people are, you know, in their zone of genius, they're all over it. But if yeah. it's not your zone of genius, you're not meant to know all those things. Um, yeah. and so I think that's such good advice about, you know what, give yourself a really good lead time. And, Absolutely. and ideally have conversations with your, if you've got your trade team secured, have conversations with them during that lead time. So you make sure that everything is covered. Absolutely. And, and, and ask some questions and ask them their lead time for, for, for different things. So, you know, so you've got your overall, you've spent the month, but you've got to be cognizant of the fact you are going to get asked those questions. Do you want those um, handles recessed? Do you, with your lighting, you know, do you want it recessed? What colour? Exactly, darling. And those are the things that take time. And they do. I don't understand it, especially when hiring a designer, that, you know, a lot of our time is spent, 20% of what we do is actually um, creative. The rest of it is all in the machinery, the coming, you know, the, the, the comings and goings and, and the, the administration and, and that communication. Yeah. Communication and communication. To yeah, exactly. What, what you've that, dreamt up actually gets built. Exactly. And a lot of those details take up huge amounts of time. So the devil is in the detail. So when you get that overall scheme and you've spent the month and you've nutted all that out, then you go and you say, okay, now we've got the detail part. How are we going to finish these, you know, these, these little details off? And that's when you get to the nitty gritty. And the more time you spend on that, the better and the cheaper your renovation will be. Because if you've got builders hanging around and you're, you know, that's time is money. You know, time is money and it's coming out of your pocket. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And redoing things is, is time and money. That, so that's a gold one, actually. I love that one, Jane. What about the third one? Um, well, that kind of tied in with the third one. But look, I think the finishing off, so what you've got to do with the budget, with the budget is a big thing. And I know this because I've done it several times myself. I've done my own renos, not, not only doing, you know, helping people with theirs is having that contingency um, budget at the end. Now, what I would say to people, okay, if you're going to be looking, I mean, and, and you are the queen of this, darling, 
Um, and you, I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but when you're looking at an amount that you're going to spend, if you're saying, okay, darling, we've got 150000 I always would recommend that you have a contingency up your sleeve at, I know this sounds a lot, but at least 20%. Yeah, I'm a 15 percenter, but I 100 percent agree with you. 100 percent agree because there will be things that will happen, and that doesn't necessarily mean bad things. It yeah. might might mean, oh wow, we didn't realise the inside of the wall looked like that. Correct. We could we could actually raise the ceiling by 300 mil just for an extra grand. Which I don't know if, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm doing that. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be a disaster or a catastrophe. No, no. It could be an amazing opportunity that gets unfolded. And, and so you I think, yeah, you know why? because making your ceiling a little bit higher can actually add a few thousand on to when you're selling because that gives a feeling of space. It gives a feeling of luxury. And when people walk into a space, they don't know that they're actually taking this in. And this is what I'm, I'm about, all about the psychology of interiors. A lot of what I do is, is looking at all those things. And when people are buying homes, why they do, people don't even clock that, but it's an actual thing. It's, it's a sense that they're actually copying that they don't even understand that makes them feel emotionally invested in that property. So all those things, and that's what you just mentioned about, you know, um, making the ceiling a little bit higher or, or things like that. That's something that is, should be, as you said, or could be in that, well, 10 to 20%. Now, the reason I've gone up with the 20% is in the last five years, building has become, if you're hiring a builder, has become so expensive. Their rates have gone through the roof. And that's why I brought it up to the 20%. Yes, yes. Well, yes, there's certainly been, around the country, it's been quite interesting to watch the moving and shaking of, of different costs in general. Mm. But I think those three things are fantastic. And realistically, do you know the part that I love there is you've actually covered visionary and practical. So visionary and implementation, which is realistically what renovating and design is all about. It's about having a vision and creativity, but also managing to implement that. Um, and that, that's where the true amazingness comes in. <laughs> I love it. Amazingness. Well, it is. Amazingness. That's not actually a word, though, is it? I well, often, I as you know, <laughs> I, you know, I have a full vocabulary of words that aren't even words, Jane. I love them. I love them. But it's about telling a story. And, and when you use those words, they're really fun. They're really, um, you know, it's something that you want to jump into. So using Absolutely. those words and using them when you're, when you're doing your beautiful renovation, hey, make up some words, you know, because it actually, because sometimes when you, you know, halfway through a renovation and you turn around and you look at your partner and you go, oh my God, why do we do this? Those words, you just kick those words in your head and <laughs> in your head and, it, you know, it, it will be absolutely amazing once you, it will be amazeballs once you. Oh, amazeballs. So, and, and hopefully a great time. Um, whilst yeah, you're it can be fun. You know, but you've got to plan. If you don't plan, then that's when it's horrible. And look at us. We're still smiling. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's such fun. It's the funnest thing you can do with your clothes on. Oh, you know? it's, well, okay. Let's not go that far. All right. <laughs> so 
It's been such a pleasure, ha pleasure having you on the show, Jane. I'm so excited that you stopped by. Um, we would obviously naturally love to have you back again. Anyone who would like to reach out to Jane or like to know more about her, um, we will have a link that you can go visit Jane in the show notes. Um, so go check her out. She is an absolute hoot and actually has, you know, a little black book of words all of her own. So thank you so much for joining us today, Jane. Well, Naomi, it's always a pleasure. Um, again, I think you're an absolute powerhouse. Love you to bits. And it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Jane. Okay, darling. All right, team. So we have just finished up talking to the amazing Jane. And remember, if you enjoyed this show, if you love hearing about renovation and design and all things Reno Rainbow, Reno, Reno Rainbow, wow, Reno Radio, make sure you go and give us a review or hit subscribe so you never miss a beat. Thanks for listening and I will catch you on the next show. Hey renovators, if you're ready to take the next step in your renovation journey, then come learn how to renovate with me in my online renovation masterclass. It's completely free for all of you listeners. So if you want to discover how to renovate properties for profit, head over to naomifindlay.com forward slash renovation masterclass, where I'll show you how the seven steps to my winning rapid renovation formula, create a six figure income for me and many of my students. So save your spot today. Remember, it's naomifindlay.com forward slash renovation masterclass. See you soon.